I always say, you only one phone call, one email, one meeting, one introduction, one contact, one project, one idea, one post, one tweet, one like from changing your life. My name is Demarius, also known as Champ Media, and this is The Industry Is Watching Podcast. The industry is watching, they lurking, they looking, they loving, they hating, they waiting, they plotting. The industry is watching, they lurking, they looking, they loving, they hating, they waiting, they plotting. The industry is watching, they lurking, they looking, they loving, they hating, they waiting, they plotting. The industry is watching, they lurking, they looking, they loving, they hating, they waiting. Mic check, mic check. We got Richard Dean in the house. Hey. Grungecake.com. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yes. to the Industry is Watching podcast, Richard Dean. Yes, thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. The industry is watching you. It, yes, yes, it is. It is. And it's you, a delight. And you watching the industry. <laughs> yes, I am. That's it. I titled this uh, episode, The Underdog Turned Insider. Because I just feel like you, you know, the industry is watching as a a platform of industry underdogs as well as industry insiders. And so I feel like you just have a good combination of both. You like the underdog. Now, you you know, also you transition into like this insider. I agree. You got it. So so I'm going to go ahead and ask you the, the opening question. Like, are you an insider or an underdog? I think when it comes to... The knowledge that I've been able to get like through like institutions like the Recording Academy or like um, the Female Founder Collective, I would say I'm an insider because I, I am I'm able to give advice right. to people who are like just coming in or don't have that kind of um, those resources or that knowledge. Um, underdog in the sense of not being a household name yet. Okay. and. Um, everyone not really understanding what it is that uh, I bring to the table and uh, what I do outside of the industry. Like the people that are not in the industry, right? they don't really understand, you know, what I am or they can't really wrap their mind around it because, you know, the people behind the scenes aren't really, you're behind the scenes. People don't really know that there's like, you're there with like your puppet strings, like getting things done. So. Right, right. So you you wear a lot of different hats. So first, <laughs> let's tell people about your platform, Grunge Cake. Yes. Uh, so Grunge Cake, it takes on many different forms. I think it, it kind of becomes what it needs to become um, throughout the eras uh, that it's been around. It's been around um, and officiated for 13 years. Okay. Um, it's a concept that I've had for a very long time um, out of high school and especially into uh, college is when I kind of like crystallized the idea and came up with the name. Um, but it's it started out as a print publication and then it moved over to the digital realm and I was doing things that publicists and like digital marketing people did. Mm-hmm. And didn't really know what that was called or um, that it had a distinct title. I just thought it was all one thing. And so that's what I do now. Like I have um, publishing companies, brand new, um, partner with BMI for that. And that's a blessing. And um, now I also 
I mean, Grunge Cake is uh, like a full service creative arts agency. And um, we do publicity, we do digital marketing, um, just for the, we look for what I would call the right artist to mm-hmm. be able to, to take to the next level. Wow. First off, I want to say congratulations. Thank you. You know, um, just female boss empowerment, taking that idea years after years and, and, and it crystallizing into something and you manifesting like a whole platform in a business, you know, um, congratulations, you Thank know, hands, you. hats off to you. And, you, you know, I know it's not always easy, like starting a company and keeping the dream alive, but it, isn't. it sounds it isn't. like you have, again, went from that underdog to that insider. Totally. And I love how you are, are still giving light to, to other artists and the whole underground scene and everything like that. I have to, that is like, <laughs> that's the core of who I am. Like I, I'm a helper. Right. You know, I have to help people. I cannot just be in a, in a specific area and know that I know what to do to help someone mm-hmm. and don't do it. Right. Is it is it a situation where, like, you've done a lot of behind-the-scenes work and you've gained the knowledge so you know, like, the formula, in a sense? I think, for me, in the beginning, it kind of started with the the want and need to help. Okay. I don't think that I knew a formula. Now, today, I can say, okay, if I want this specific thing to happen, I know who to contact for it to happen. Um, but it wasn't like that in the beginning. It was like, okay, this person has like an amazing idea or amazing song or um, they want to go into business. How do we do that? Like, So the first part for me was to help them tell the story through my writing. And that's kind of how it started. Like, okay, how do you take this concept and this idea and make it something real? Because, I mean, how many of us have, like, so many ideas and, like, things we want to (laughs) invent or, like, whatever, and we never get them down to paper? Exactly. That's what I was. I was that person that was helping people crystallize their ideas. Like, there's been, you know, kind of like how, like, when people go to the shrink and they're, like, sitting there and they're, like, just telling the shrink, whatever. Just dumping everything. There would be moments with my friends where they'll just be telling me things and I'll be writing them down like okay well this is what you want to do and all right like let's like now figure out how to get it done Mm -hmm. so I would be that person like literally taking the the concepts and ideas that you have out of your mind to get it on paper and try to make it into something because I've had so many conversations where friends are like oh yeah I want to do this and then I'm like, yo, that's a great idea. Like, why right. don't you right. write it down? They never get around to writing it down. Like, there's something about doing that. I, I feel like that's like a superpower, so mm-hmm. to speak, you know? Like, everybody cannot do it. Like, some people are great talkers, but they can't get it down on paper. Let me ask flow. you this. Do you know it when you hear it and you see it? Because it could be a million ideas, but it could be that that one where you're like, okay, this is it. Yes, um, I, I can identify when something is special and it's needed and it's rare. And then sometimes it could be just something that's added on to a great idea. Okay. Um, or like, um, like say for instance, like Steve Jobs created the Apple iPhone, right? And then somebody comes with like the outer box, like the case that's gonna make sure it doesn't break. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he had to have that idea before the other one can even exist. Or it may be, okay, somebody makes like banging peach cobbler and you know like how many people make peach cobbler so many right but it's like this person it's something about theirs 
or why not put like somebody else in business in this area because there's no one here right. you know what i'm saying right. so it, it just depends on what we're trying to achieve and what the market is got you so do you have a i mean not to be general but what do you have a process um yeah the, i guess the process would be i have to connect with it i have to like it i have to see where it can go um there has to be a place for me to be able to um, put this thing like a, I have to see like a category or it fits within a certain mold Okay. or if it doesn't then it's like you know can I do something with this are we creating something new and um, is this person as dedicated as I want to be you know so those are factors there's been so many great ideas and, and great entertainers and all of that but you know it really it's so many components that need to like come together in order for it to become a thing well so it sounds like you're doing a lot of strategy a lot of writing <laughs> and you're just building on these ideas connect yes. connecting the dots behind the scenes and you know within the industry man so how how long have you been doing this oh my god <laughs> uh, professionally i want to say it's been i would say 15 years okay because it took me a while to figure out how to create a magazine you know because i said it was print at first so it, it i took that time to figure out um what that looks like, like how that's done, mm -hmm. who needs to do what, like barcodes, um, paper stock, printing, right. Design. shipping, all that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it took me a while and I was still in school when I was trying to figure that out. So um, I ended up getting um, a job with uh, the farm team, um, Cornerstone Agency. They, they're the parent company for Fader Magazine. Mm -hmm. So I was there, I want to say it was from 2006 to 2007 and then that's when I came up with my uh, you know figured out how to um, actually create like a LLC and create mm -hmm. a business right right I love how you have this like voice that people respect you know an opinion in this ear that people like seek after they want your you know your expertise you became like a guru in a sense and i think that is the epitome of like what the industry is watching is because like when i was growing up too it was magazines and like mtv that we looked to absolutely for influence you know mm -hmm. what's next what's hot what are they wearing you know it was music videos mm -hmm. and magazines you know i was a big uh, magazine head too i wanted to like <laughs> start my own magazine or whatever Word. you know so it's, i can uh, relate to you in that sense but now let's fast forward 20 years the whole industry has shifted and now you're in a seat where the industry is coming to you for <laughs> ideas what's next what's hot what's you know wow. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? <laughs> it's beautiful to even, I mean, I enjoy interviews and stuff like this. Right. Because it allows me to hear how other people are perceiving me, you know, because I'm just doing the work. Yeah. It's not until recently where I'm like, oh, wow, I am that person, right? Like, because I'm just focused. Yeah. But I think it's it's beautiful because, I mean, I came up watching MTV and it was heavily, like a heavy influence on me, like MTV, VH1, BT, the whole Viacom, like umbrella. And it was, they were taste making. Mm -hmm. Like, so now like in my work, I'm looking like, all right, you know, is it a, a high pedigree or like, where is it? I meet people where they are for the most part. I'm not expecting everybody to be Madonna or, you know, like, a Beyonce or what have you, but like, it's like, it's not even, can this person be the next thing? It's about like, what are you good at? And like, mm -hmm. 
is it something that can go into the market? Right. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm going to ship gears, gears a little bit. Um, as you know, the industry is watching is a platform, and we're here to inform, influence, and inspire, like the underdogs yes. and the insiders of the industry. But one of the main pillars is like mental health, yes. right? And so we're advocates for mental health and recovery and just balance. And, you know, artists and entrepreneurs just really having like a balance mm-hmm. on their mental health and boundaries, et cetera. Like, how do you handle, you, you, you like a cook in the kitchen. You got your hand in a few different pots. How do you handle the whole like mental health aspect and just keeping yourself balanced? I will say the first point of reference or where I go first is my mom. My mom is a great listener. Shout out to moms. Yeah, she shout out to her. She's amazing. My mom is definitely that person where it started with her, where we have a, a open dialogue. Okay. So anytime I'm going through something, I try to bounce it off of her. Like she's my mom, she loves me, I love her, but she is very real. You know what I'm saying? And she's also a problem solver. So I take a lot of what I do comes from her. Um, just like my thought process and the way that I do things and the way that I deliver and, and handle things, it comes from her. Um, and then like also having a shrink, right? Like, cause that's very important. Outside of mom, you do need someone that is neutral, mm-hmm. that like doesn't know you in that way and isn't going to try and protect you. And I'm doing air quotes from what the world is going to say or, you know, like how you need to deal with things. So it's that like I, I go. I also have like a group of friends who's usually like maybe like 10 friends. And I'm always like, yo, like, OK, this just happened. Like, can you let me know if I'm bugging? You know what I'm saying? So I have my filters. I set that up and I just, I have my checkpoints. I have to like, um, now on weekends, I just, I take it to myself because as somebody that likes to help people, um, in the very beginning, I was just trying to help everyone and you just cannot do that. You know, you have to really like protect yourself and, and know like what's worth your time. And when I say what's worth your time, I mean like is is this thing that you're going to get into, is it going to help you, you know, and, and help you achieve your goals? Mm-hmm. And, and is, is it going to make you feel good about yourself? Like, you know, are you going to have time? Because, like, if you just keep, like, packing things on, packing things on, and you can't handle it, like, physically or mentally, like, it, it really wears and tears on you. That's true. So just being mindful of those things, and then even certain people and their energies, like, Oh, yes. Like, you know, this I can't do this for this reason. So I'm very good at like disconnecting in that way and and protecting myself and my energy. Protect protect your energy, man. Totally. Sometimes you have to put a password on that shit. You really do. Reset the password. (laughs) Password. (laughs) It's real. On your energy because people will, you know, I can I can relate in the sense of like giving, giving and a lot of your your time and resources, Mm -hmm. giving up yourself. I made a I was having a conversation recently. I told someone, man, you have to save yourself first. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When you get on the plane, the the um, the lady, she says, you know, put on your mask first Absolutely. before you try to put on, you know, help anybody else, man. And so for Absolutely. myself, I have to be healthy. I have to be mentally mm-hmm. and spiritually and just grounded before I can give anything to anybody else, you know, Absolutely. because there were times where I like I put myself on the back burner and, and put everybody else's, you know, um, thing before me. And I was burnt out and I was Same. tired and it just wasn't a good place for me. So now it's um, it's boundaries. 
you know, internal and external boundaries. So Absolutely. I'm always curious to hear how like other creatives, you know, people who are in media and digital just like kind of find that space to disconnect. I agree. I, I usually anytime I get like an opportunity, I sit and think like, okay, is this for me? Is this right for me right now? Mm -hmm. um, if I take this on, am I going to be able to handle it? Or if it's a client that I'm working with and they're becoming just too much, right. I do have to remind them because I, I operate from a very friendly space and I, I do come across like sisterly or like motherly because I care that much. But I also have to let people know like, okay, like, you know, I, I'm not yours to have. Like, <laughs> this is not what this is. Like, we still need to operate in um, a, in the confines of like professionalism right. and business. Right. So, no. What advice would you give like a an artist or somebody just in the scene who's you know what what advice would you give them to like as far as to take care of themselves or their mental health? I would say, um, you know, this is what I see with new artists, especially or new business people. Like, we're so eager when an opportunity comes we just kind of say yes and don't like try to evaluate or like even see like how there could be like plans of longevity or how you could really like fortify that relationship with this person yeah. and you kind of just deal with it like it's a flash in the pan like there's so many people i've came across and because i was packing on so many things i didn't give those relationships enough time to really nurture them and and you know like be what it should have been because i was spreading myself so thin mm -hmm. so um i would say think about like okay this person is reaching out to me now will they be somebody that can be of value in five to ten years am i valuable to them like how can we like keep this relationship going um so when one of us gets to where we want to go you know, like I can be there to help and vice versa. I don't think we really think about that. It's just, everything is just very fast, you know? So that would be the advice because I mean, there's people that I've like been in rooms with from the very beginning. Some of them are no longer around and some is like, oh, this person is like the SVP at this company now, you know what I'm saying? So it's just keep those things, keep them healthy, like right. your relationships. Agreed, agreed. Mm -hmm. If you're just joining us, this is Champ. I'm here with Richard Dean, founder of GrunchCake.com. Yes. She is an industry underdog turned insiders. And she's just like, you know, um, just giving us some feedback and just we're just picking her brain a little bit, you know. Um, Richard Dean, how have you been handling this whole racial and like health pandemic, man? How you how you been making it through Corona? Oh, my gosh. So I've been in the house for the most part. This is like one of my first official outings. Um, but it's been, it's been pretty interesting because, I mean, I think as far as like being a black woman, especially in the music industry, we, and just in America in general, we have like these conversations um, amongst ourselves and our peers about like how racist people are. But now it's like turned on its head and everyone is seeing it and it's something that can no longer hide. So I'm very excited and happy and at peace with like that being revealed um but it's unfortunate that like people are continuing to die like at the hands of uh police and just 
it's 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 very hard to watch because you know um i'm a black woman so i have brothers you know uncles a father mm -hmm. you know a lover and I, every time i see someone dying whether it's george floyd or brianna taylor like i could see myself i could see my my man i can see my brother and it's it's um it's tough and with the health crisis i mean and and knowing that it's more people of color that are affected by it i mean that goes into like our diets and what we don't have access to in certain uh neighborhoods and like fresh produce and like all of these things like the zoning and like the lack of resources. So right. anytime I hear somebody, a reporter or whoever is saying like, oh yeah, there's mostly uh, black and brown people that are affected. It's like, well, we don't even have a fighting chance. You know, like it's the way everything is set up, it's, it's bad. And that's also part of the systemic racism. So it's like, oh yeah, they don't eat right or they just eat fried chicken. Well, like, guess what? Like it's $2 and we can afford it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. Yeah, That's how I feel. Thank, thank you for sharing that. I think it's a time. If nothing happens, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes it takes for for some things to happen. You know, some people have to die. You know what I I'm agree. saying? Some people have to get sick. Like this whole, from COVID to the even the whole racial pandemic. And I'm not going to get too political about mm -hmm. it, but I think something had to happen for a, a stand to be made. I agree. And I'm really happy about the stand that's being made right now. I agree. You know. People are, I mean, it's a revolution going on for equality, from racial to healthcare to you name it. A lot of those things that you mentioned, you totally. know, people are taking a stand and that's what I'm proud of. And not only is it black people taking a stand, it's white, it's brown, it's green, totally. it's gay, it's straight. Totally. It's all people are taking a stand for humanity yes. right now. And that's what I'm proud of to see, you know. Um, because something had to happen. We were just operating on autopilot for all of these years and years and yes. things were just like this and we're accepting what, you know, has happened and something had to change. And, and right now, I, I'm glad to be a part of it. It's some history that's sure. going on right now. You know, when you think, think about it, like from, from the civil rights movement and to some of these other, other movements that we've heard about in history, like we're a part of this right now. Absolutely. 2020, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? We're on the front lines. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think what's going to help us is to really have some sort of economic advantage because, I mean, once this ends, people are still living in the neighborhoods that they live in. Like they still won't have access to like the things that they need. And that's what really needs to change. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that's like going back to the, the musical genre that I was mentioning to you earlier, where like people are mad because of the topics of choice that people are putting in their music. But it's like, if that's what you live, and if hip hop specifically is about authenticity and you telling your story and it coming from a place of like depression and just oppression, then like, you know, that's that's what it is. So the music can't change unless we change and our, our lifestyles change and the the racism is like, diffused is not happening mm -hmm. so you know i i don't i don't know what's going to happen but i can just hope for the best and do my part right yeah wow let me ask you this um speaking of doing your part i'm gonna <laughs> you know you have some integrity 
I mean, I feel like I mean I don't know you that well, yeah. but um, you know, we we had a you know a touch base before you came to be on the show, totally. and I totally like was just digging your vibe and just Thank your you. whole presence, and I could tell that just virtually before <laughs> you know, and I, I did some articles, I did my homework, right? Yeah. So I feel like within the industry, you're privy to a lot of information, you know. Yes. Um, top secret release dates. <laughs> Yeah. Non-disclosures. I am. I am privileged. Yeah, and I'm. Yes. I'm pretty sure at this point, people are coming to you with just information, information. You know, because you don't operate as a blog. You operate as a company. You totally. know. And I'm glad you see the difference. Yeah. Thank no. You. No. 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 I, I totally. I totally get the difference. How do you handle just being able with the, this this sensitive information, and just being able to keep your integrity with that? Well, I've always been tactful. I've always been a person that just kind of kept secrets anyway. Mm. I think when you grow up in certain environments, you kind of just, that's who you are. That's who you become. You know, like you don't, you don't speak on somebody else's stuff, right? you know, cause then you got a big mouth, you know, or you're, you're a tattletale. So I think that's just something that was embedded in me. Um, and then I also respect the music, you know, I respect what's happening. And, and as a, a, uh, entity that wants to continue to work with these people, I just have to do my part. That's it. Right. If they're coming to me with something that they they hold in high regard, then I should respect it. And, you know, I shouldn't leak it. I shouldn't spread it if it's not ready to be out. And then that's another thing. As, like, someone that went to art school, you know, a presentation is a presentation. Like, you want people to receive something in a certain way at True. a certain time for for your reasons. So understanding that too and having that discipline mm -hmm. is what helps me. You said tact. You said discipline. And I think that's why I notice why people probably respect your opinion. And you probably get music before it's due date, before it's time. out. And you get things and they just want to know, you know, your, what's your perception of that? And it's, it's being that that in integrity and that tact that you hold. And, and I'm pretty sure the industry can appreciate that. So thank you for sharing that. Yes, indeed. You're yeah. welcome. So the next part of the Industry is Watching podcast is the confessional booth. Okay. All right. So you're about to go into and talk to the industry pope right now. Okay. <laughs> but okay. no, it, it's a segment where um, I would like to ask you to share something. Okay. Um, an experience or a situation. Something that you're comfortable with sharing. Okay but in light to, to help somebody okay. who may be going through the same thing. So okay. what would be, you know, in a confessional type of format, what would be something that you're okay with sharing that would could help somebody right now? Okay, so I think um, what I want to share is how to be in a relationship with someone who's in the public eye. Preach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need this. So you, this is my yeah, therapy session think, right now. I think now. this is a big thing because like it, it, um, I see so many like people struggling with it and you know, cause it's something you see people's stuff get aired out on right, websites right. and they get into their fights, yada, yada. Um, I think I could talk about it on uh, both sides. So being someone that's, um, you insider. And, yeah, and, and insider, you know, and, and, and being respected. And then right. if someone is dating me, I'm kind of, so for a long time, 
I don't really share like what's going on with my partners because I always kind of fear that if they get angry or we break up, they're going to go and be like, oh, yeah, so, you know, this person has this record coming out where she's working on this. Like, I don't want that to be spread. So I think you when you're in a relationship with someone that's in the industry, you kind of really you have to have tough skin um, and you have to also understand that this person is going to be or is someone that attracts a lot of people so you have to mentally prepare yourself for that and the same reasons why you were drawn to them or that you like them there may be another person that feels the same way you know but you have to figure out with you and that person like what makes your connection special and do you have communication with this person? Are you two um, looking to to be in something and understand each other? Like that, it's very important. I think um, because there's, I have like a few friends who are like in relationships with like rappers or like singers, and it's like, oh, this person like somebody's always in a DM or they comment, they comments and this and that and that, mm-hmm. and it's like, girl, like. You need to get it together. Like, talk to your man. Don't go in a DM, you know what I'm saying, or in the comments and be fighting with women. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is a fan, right? right? Un- unless he or she tells you otherwise, that person is a fan. So you have to know that you're not a fan. You know, you're this person's lover, so you need to act a certain way. And I think there's not enough conversations or teachings happening. It's definitely not. With and, that. and I really appreciate you for bringing that up because mm-hmm. that definitely needs to be spoke on, you yeah. know, because we a lot of times on both sides, people want to get with a certain caliber of a person, but mm-hmm. they're not ready to handle everything that comes along with that, yeah. you know. So, whoa, you just touched on one that was really big. Yeah. <laughs> like. And y'all may not always agree with each other, but you shouldn't, like, take that online either. And everybody shouldn't know, like, oh, I'm, I'm beefing with my man or I'm beefing with my girl. Like It's tacky. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't do that. And they and, and, and people run straight. That's They go straight to the gram. Mm-hmm. They go straight to post it to Facebook and, and, and talk in their business. And mm-hmm. that's a certain level of, I think, especially in any relationship, but also especially if you're dating somebody, you know, that, that's affiliated with the industry, you know, it should be a certain level. Of like, we, we don't do that. Let's not take that outside exactly. of, you know, we're not promoting, this is not a campaign, you know, um, our relationship or our disagreements and things like that, you know? And then y'all should have that conversation amongst yourselves. Like, okay, when we get into a certain situation, how should we behave? That's an understanding that you should both have. Mm-hmm. So when y'all are, because it's going to be bumps in the road, right? So when y'all are going through that, you kind of already know, like, all right, this is what we agreed upon. Like, things may change, but y'all have to have some kind of understanding. Otherwise, it's no relationship. It's not real. Right. Even in a sense of, like, people being in relationships and people liking the photos and people commenting and and (laughs) things like that. I've seen, I've been in a situation recently Mm -hmm. where somebody was mad because of, I'm like, I'm running a business here. <laughs> I think I'm mm-hmm. not, this is not extracurricular. <laughs> like the DMs Word. and the tags, like it's a, it's literally a business here. And I think my partner at the time, like was taking that another kind of way. And it's like, hey, mm. I'm, it's a business I'm running right mm-hmm. here. So you have to know, you know, 
keeping things separate, you know. Right, right. I, man, that could be a whole podcast on its own. Exactly. But yeah, that I would say that like really try to if you say that you want to be with somebody that's popular or an entertainer or a public figure like you really have to get it together on both ends like Mm -hmm. y'all you know your partner also shouldn't be disrespecting you in a public space like you know if somebody's in their face it's like okay like i'm gonna address you as a fan but like that's all it needs to be wow thank yeah. you You're thank welcome. you for sharing that so y'all just heard her here you're welcome richardine just gave us uh you know her confessional and it's about relationships and dating people in the you know in the public eye we, mm-hmm. we might have to follow up on that one right <laughs> yes please <laughs> i would love that <laughs> so the industry is watching um i have a segment where what are you watching right now or what are you paying attention to wow okay so <laughs> right now i'm operating like in the Afrobeats realm so I'm doing a lot of like searching and finding and like just getting myself up to date with all of the amazing, like the array of artists that okay. are in that space. Um, I recently um, actually watched a short film by CK, the artist that I was telling you about. And um, it's called Alien. And it's about him finding a girl who is basically out of this world and kind of just takes you through that journey. It's self-directed film and it's cool. So I've been watching like those kind of things, like independent stuff. What else is you listening to? Because the industry wants to know you. Ah. What is Richard Dean listening to? Okay, Oxlade, Ricky Ricardo. He's actually from Brooklyn. Okay. Um, There's so many amazing artists, man. Um, I have a, um, I came across this artist named Matt B. He's from Chicago. He's like an R&B singer. He's really good. Um, Xandra K. Man, there's so many. Like, I don't. There's so many. Yeah. Question: Do you have like does Grunge Cake have some playlists out there? Yeah. So we um we do them by genre. Okay. And it's on Spotify. Working to get like an official one. All right. Cause we need an official one. But I think the the issue is is that when we get an official one, do we like break it up into genres because we like you know various genres. Mm-hmm. So it's really just about like good songwriting and good production. So I don't know how that would work, but yeah, we do have playlists. It's actually why I embedded one um, on my uh, website recently. Okay. Mm-hmm. So definitely, guys, check out grungecake.com. Richardine has a lot of features. She has some play- curated playlists. So yes. if we really want to get into like what she's listening to and some of her ideas. And she, you're doing some write-ups on a lot of different artists. Yes. Um, a lot of different fe- you know, people who are you know breaking into the industry, old and new, yes. underdogs yes. and insiders. Yes. So definitely check out grungecake.com. It's an experience. I, I was on your site for like an hour <laughs> just like discovering because I love to discover music <laughs> and, and new sounds and new people, you yeah, know. And right. I like to hear what other people feel about some of my favorite artists, you know. Okay, okay. So it was it was it was an experience, man. Um just just being on your site and things like that. So let's talk about um let's talk about Grunge Cake as a, as an entity. You guys are offering a lot of services over there. Tell people who don't know or who may be new to Grunge Cake like what it is that you guys actually do. So aside from the editorial part, we also help uh artists get playlists. Um we also do PR, do campaigns, um, 
when we were outside, we would go to different offices. <laughs> um, so like SoundClouds, like okay. some of the, the stuff you see there, SoundClouds or like record labels. Um, and be it with artists or like the, my Grammy U mentee. So we do that kind of stuff, like introduce you to people so you can also have your um, own relationships or for the artists to, you know, have like someone at these labels or the media companies that they go to so they you just kind of know somebody like face to face it's different than sending emails so that's so true you know that kind of stuff or depending on the client we'll um pitch for like premieres or we'll send the news that they want to get out to like billboard or like rolling stone um if it's a new artist then you know it takes a little bit more legwork but it can happen so that's kind of what we do we we take your news and your content and either put it on our platform or we pitch it to someone else's platform mainstream media usually right right if someone wants to submit some music to you they can submit their song or whatever it is they're doing and you can give them more of a like a consultation just to check it out and like like, tell us about that for people who may be not ready to put this stuff like all the way out there (laughs) but they can like run it past you to kind of get some insight yeah definitely so um i do another service where um the person will send the song to me and you can go through like the online booking and through a site called Setmore, and you can book me basically. And you, once you book me, I'll listen to the music first, and then we'll get on a call, and I'll give you like basically like the diagnostic of what I think, you know. And if you have any questions for me within that time, then I answer the questions. Cool, cool. All right, you guys heard it here first. This is Richard Dean. She's the industry underdog turned industry insider and we're just really breaking down grunge cake and her platform here what she has going on what does independent major mean (laughs) so that's our mission like we we try to help people who are independent get either into a major um label or some type of like major mainstream news like whatever it is like we try to take something that's obscure and give it some eyes Mm -hmm. so that's what that's about so i believe that grunge cake is a starting point um not only for the people that we cover but like the people that we represent and some people are already major in their own right and they're looking for more they're looking for more eyes they're looking to get in front of more audiences um maybe they're international stars and they want to be heralded in america you know so they come to us for that independent major this is grunge cake so i also have been saying this whole grammys thing (laughs) tell us how you you the plug right now richard dean like tell us how you're affiliated with the grammys so i was nominated to be an academy member i want to say maybe this is the third year i'm not sure but it was on my birthday like a few years ago and um i got accepted into the academy and it's really like opened up a lot of different um doors in in the sense of the knowledge that i've been able to obtain and um what i've been able to get access to just like for having that like near my name um people 
treat you differently for the most part and it's the highest music uh, institution. Right. So it's kind of like the the elite crowd. Of course. Really. So you're you're on the board now. So what, what are you, are you <laughs> reviewing music or how does how does that whole part work? Because you know people want to know. <laughs> so I get to um, nominate projects, and it depends on the basically like the time frame. So they give you like a guideline or like a deadline of when you could select whatever music releases. So it doesn't have to be a major. It could be anyone, virtually anyone. And it's, uh, well, they're changing the process now. Um, so they're, they're making it different. Before it was very long and tedious and um, you had to send in like physical copies of like what <laughs> yeah exactly so could you imagine like no i can't two years ago trying to get like a jewel case and send that out and like post date it so they are um working on that but um yeah you can you can vote for whoever um first you nominate um then when you have the people that are nominated then you can vote you know um it's really about because people ask this question all the time, like, oh, you know, how can I be nominated for a Grammy? Or, you know, like, what can I do? And it's really about how many people worked on a project with you and if they are Academy members. So, for instance, like, if you look at somebody like a Macklemore, um, people will be like, oh, well, why, you know, is he nominated for a Grammy? Or I don't think his music is that great or whatever. But when you have people that are working in the industry and they're academy members and they're part of this like elite, you know, network, they're because they're working on this project, they're gonna wanna nominate what they've worked on. So that's just kinda how that works, you know? And that's not to say Macklemore is terrible. I'm just saying But you're saying it's more so about the people who he's affiliated affiliated with it, his writers, his mm -hmm. producers, those are Grammy board mm -hmm. Right. They come with a certain pedigree, like people in the business know them, so they know that Timberland is part of this track. It's just familiar. It's rec recognition so and consideration. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's interesting. So how did this how did this opportunity come about? Um what the, the nomination? Well no, you just being affiliated with them because I, I feel like that's a lot of um just respect and that's an accolade to be affiliated and people to trust your insight. One of these young ladies that I work with, her name is Candace, and um, she is the one that, that did it for me. So I, I want to say it was 2017, we had our first official South by Southwest showcase, and she came. She brought um, Lil Ronnie and Yellow Beezy okay. um, before Yellow Beezy was Yellow Beezy, and they performed on our stage and kind of just worked together in that way, and she um, she's the one. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Thank you for sharing that about the Grammys, man. I've seen it all over your site and how you affiliated with, you know, the, the Grammys and everything like that. That's huge, man. Congratulations. Oh, uh, Grunge Cake. So when, when Outdoors opens back up, I could totally <laughs> see you guys doing like a festival. Of, wow, of that's crazy. No, I could see that like a Grunge Cake festival 
of I say of that's artists. crazy because we're planning that. Actually. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I could, I could totally. You got a good, uh, whatever it is, yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could, I could totally see that. So, how, how do people stay um, in touch with Grunge Cake? Let's talk about this. We we know the site, but the social and just about about everything that you guys have been going on over there. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the the best thing is to really watch the website because. You know, we got a situation with Twitter right now. I don't know what's going on. They suspended our page and haven't said why, and I've appealed it. Um, so I would say going to the website um, or the Instagram and kind of just watching the stories, really, because we don't flood feeds. Mm. Just kind of like, you know, exist in the in the website and everything you need to know that is like coming up is either on the website or is in the the stories and they can follow me also because i do a lot more talking on twitter (laughs) 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 and i'm at the yams t-h-e-y-a-m-s all right so um speaking about what's next you guys got some festivals and things going on for grunge cake let the people know about like what's next um Ah, okay. I mean, once we're able to get outside, like that is something that we're we're going to um, actively pursue. I mean, we don't know what that's going to look like now. We kind of have to um, Play see what the pioneers now. do, yeah, right, right. and um, make sure people are as safe as possible. But um, I think just supporting artists um, and fellow music professionals in the best way that we can, um, showing up for them. Um, as long as it's safe, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's really it. Uh, something else came to my head. I want to ask you. Um, so, the music industry has did a whole 360. People used yeah. to sell units, uh, sell actual physical CDs. To now, it's all about streaming. It's all about numbers. Where do you? What do you think the music industry is going next? I think it's going to be like this for a while. I think um, perhaps. We're going to figure out a way to do like the at home concert stuff or like virtual, more virtual. I know they were doing like the holograms and stuff before, mm-hmm. maybe something along the, those lines. Like, I don't know. Like, did you see Erica Badu? Like, when she, <laughs> like that, you know, like at home, like yeah. concerts or that's what I'm imagining. I know people want to get back out there, but if there's no vaccine by that time, then it's kind of difficult because you know the culture of like a concert like everyone's on top of each other Mm -hmm. so i don't i don't really know i hope we can get back to that because that's just kind of where i thrive and i I like the live music experience right um i don't know we'll see interesting the the industry will keep watching as far as (laughs) what's going on you know, um, is it funny when you come on and you're asking people questions versus you like writing and, and reading about people? It's different. Okay. It is different. Um, it's, a, it's a good balance, though. I like it. Cool. Because I feel like people want to hear what you got to say. Because you're like this highly curated, you know, music editor of sorts. You know what I'm saying? And people definitely want to tap into to your, 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 you know, what's going on in your head. Yeah, people ask me questions all day, and I'm so I things like this helps because as soon as they ask, I'm like, Yeah, you can go listen to the podcast, you know. So, right, right, right. I think it's a wrap. We've covered a lot today. Any, <laughs> anything else that you want to get off your chest? I'm at peace. Thank you. 
Okay, cool. I'm glad. <laughs> She's at peace. Guys, this has been a conversation. I am Champ, the founder of The Industry is Watching. We're here with Richard Dean of Grunge Cake. Definitely go and check her out for you know more insight, what's going on in the industry. And we're out. Blah. The industry is watching. They lurking. They looking. They loving. They hating. They waiting. They plotting. The industry is watching. They lurking. They looking. They loving. They hating. They waiting. They plotting.